How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hey, 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 everyone. It's me, Dr. Love, and welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with me, Dr. Love. So today we are talking about childhood. Yes, how our childhood experiences impact our dating game. And we hear it all the time. Don't we hear, oh my God, he has mummy issues, she has daddy issues, all of these stigmas that are associated to our relationships and our parents and our dating life. And They're often a joke, but when discussing someone's dating habits, it could be just the tip of the iceberg. What really lies underneath is the way they give and receive love. And this may and most often has been learnt through childhood on how what receiving love looks like, how it feels, what giving uh, love looks like and how that feels. And so some of that is quite true. And it could be because either mummy or daddy or whatever's happened in someone's childhood has really impacted the way that they are able to be in a relationship. So while they are, you know, those terms are a bit more damaging than, you know, helpful along our way, there's some truth to them. There's some truth to how people cope with the issues from their past and how they are applied in relationships and in adulthood. So you might have a male friend that we say, uh, you know, in inverted commas, mummy issues, who has real trouble connecting with women or holding down a relationship. And then when you dig a little bit deeper, you find out that your friend has experienced problems far more in depth than just not getting along with his mother. There may have been a lot more deep-seated issues that have happened in that relationship that we're not aware of. So we are very quick to go, he has mummy issues, don't go near him. But it's more than just mummy issues. The thing to remember is that everyone on some level has a parent issue. Even someone with the perfect example of a parent relationship growing up will bring their expectation of a functioning relationship into adulthood and find it hard to settle down. So when they have this perfect relationship or they see their parents have this perfect relationship, they hold that expectation with other people and sometimes that's really hard to meet. And so they find themselves lonely, not in relationships, no one's you know up to their standard. So there's other things that happen or can impact relationships, not necessarily because they've all been dysfunctional. Okay, because we bring our own dysfunction to our adult experiences. So why are we seeing more and more? Why are we seeing that we are dating our parents? And I don't know if you've ever seen this, but I hear this often. She's dating her daddy. It's like she's dating her father. She said she'd never date anyone like him and he's exactly the same. He's dating his mum. He has mummy issues. It's like he's dating her because he is replacing her. All these strange things. But it has been studied through obviously the field of psychology since Freud. And God, I love Freud. But that our parents are the first people we bond with. Yes, of course. And they're the first people we have a relationship with. 
and are our earliest relationships that we will ever have. And they help form our ideas and connection to others in our life, whether it be romantically or otherwise. So they really influence the working models of how we believe relationships work. Whether they're dysfunctional, functional, it is what we believe to be normal. Because don't forget, although some relationships are dysfunctional, that is somebody's normal. So we can't judge, okay? So from the outside, you can tell when your friends are dating someone who reminds you of their mother or their father, but you wouldn't tell them that. Or Sometimes you do, but you just step back and go, wow, look at those similarities. However, when it comes to your own relationships, we find it very difficult to identify when we are facing those same problems ourselves. So when we are dating daddy or when we are dating mummy. So sometimes that takes decades to realize that your dysfunctional parent and partner are one in the same. And I mean, I had a friend that just went through a 20 odd marriage and she said to me at the end of 20 years is that I married my mother. So her husband was very much similar to how her mother was. So on the surface, they might have nothing in common. Obviously, her mother is a female, her partner was a male, they look nothing alike. But the way her partner treated her was so similar to her mother and that's what happens. It's so similar to your parents that the familiarity is what appealed to you in the first place. You went there because it felt familiar and it gave you a sense of this feels okay, this feels normal, I get this. Not to say that it was good for you because most often it's not. So as humans, we're really drawn to the familiar and it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad for us. And I'm sure we know this and we've had experiences that have gone, shoot me in the foot right now. I can't believe I've just done that again. We're creatures of comfort and we like to know what we're expecting. So even if you've gone through an emotional or traumatic childhood, you've probably also been in a relationship where you've experienced similar situations and feelings, even though you said you never would do that in your life. So if you grew up in a positive and stable environment with loving parents who set a really good example, you might most likely follow their footsteps and you'll look for a partner who is independent and appreciative and open to giving and allowing you to open to receive. Though we try our hardest not to end up like our parents for some reason. It can be like this diffuding thing that when we we recreate our childhood experiences, despite our active efforts not to. So if we've grown up in an environment where our parents weren't so perfect, we are adamant that we're not going to do that. And despite our efforts not to, for some reason, you get stuck in the cycle that often comes from childhood traumas and abuse and voila, you're living the same life cycle. And it's because you took care of a parent maybe who suffered from an addiction or was abusive, you have this innate desire to help someone who has had a similar issue. So you may find that you always fall for someone who's broken or an addict or someone that needs fixing. And if you found yourself in a relationship with your parents that one of them had that behavior or you felt like that was your, um, you needed to step up, step up to do that. You find that you're in a position to try fix the people that you meet. And a lot of the time we try really hard in our relationships because you couldn't fix your parents. 
So breaking out of these habits and finding a partner that isn't your parent is hard to navigate, especially when the signs aren't clear at the beginning of the relationship. Because really, let's face it, in the beginning of the relationship, it's limerence. You guys are loving it. It's, you know, spontaneous. So it often occurs later on. And so many couples seek counseling to work out their childhood experiences and become an ideal partner after realizing, hang on a minute, look what I've done. I'm now with my dad. I'm now with my mom. I understand the patterns that I've got and I can see that what I'm doing here is what I've done my whole life. Talking about therapy, one of the therapies that have been really influential in this space is imago therapy. And look, how does it help? Well, really the theory is based on feelings you've experienced in childhood relationships are destined to present themselves in your adulthood life. So imago relationship therapy really assists couples who are committed to each other and really want to find the root cause of a particular problem they are facing. Often misunderstandings and conflicts stem from an early experience and expectation. So when they are working together to unpack these issues, it allows the couple to resolve and rediscover their connection. The therapy mainly involves identifying childhood relationship situations and how they impacted our communication, behavior, our responses, our reactions to our adulthood experiences. So you would have seen as uh, you come into adulthood, even through teens, that some things trigger you more than others. And you're thinking why, and you're not sure. And most of that is because it's come from somewhere. You've already had some type of physiology, psychological, emotional imprint of the behavior or the feeling from childhood. So you react quicker, you are triggered by it, and you you just don't know why. The thing is, is those behavioral responses and emotional responses come out more so in our intimate relationships. So when the couple work together in this type of therapy, it gives the couple a fighting chance to get closer. It's like an opportunity to actively resolve their individual and shared issues and they overcome them together. So as we begin to understand how these negative experiences and feelings from our early demonstrations of what relationships have been for us and how they've affected our lives, we can understand reactions and responses a little bit better. So we can't change our responses and reactions if we don't understand why we have them. You've got to go to the root cause. You've got to go, what is it that's making me react to this situation in this way? And I've had instances like this. I know not too long ago, I probably reached a peak of, I need to sort some shit out for myself. And it was my reaction to a particular instance that scared the shit out of me. And I went, hang on a minute, I got to go and do something about this because I don't like how I'm feeling right now. And I don't like how I'm reacting. So I need to work out why am I reacting this way? And why is it so strong? Because it really doesn't have nothing to do with what's going on right now. Because it can't be. Because what's going on right now isn't really that bad for me to react this way. So it's coming from somewhere. So when the couples are working together, they really start to gain empathy and develop ways to influence the relationship, to positively influence the relationship because they've been wound up in so much negativity, not only their own negativity, but the 
negativity they've caused amongst themselves. So they can really leave that at the door and start working on a better relationship. When you stop blaming someone or you stop blaming outwards and start to look inwards at what can be improved and what can be forgotten and you're working on all of these new communication um, styles and self-control and empathy, you really do better your relationships in your adulthood life. And look, if we could teach these in schools, could you imagine the impact it would have on our children and our, the next adults coming through and how much more love there would be to give? So there is a solution here, but it's not an easy one. Okay. So if we've had any type of childhood experience that you feel like has, has impacted your dating life or is impacting your relationship, you need to call it. You need to call it and you need to say, hang on a minute. I don't like the patterns that I'm seeing. I always find myself in a similar situation. I always feel the same. I find that I'm reacting a particular way. I don't like the way I'm responding to this. If that's the case, you need to go get yourself some help. Now, I'm not saying there's something wrong with you, but sometimes by seeking that third party, that counselor, that therapist, that coach, whatever suits you, your GP, I don't like to say your friend because you don't want your your friend to become your therapist, but somebody that's impartial to your situation, that doesn't know anything about you, that can start working with you on a blank slate, no judgment, no idea of where you've come from, and for you to be able to to let them know what your experience looked like. Because the one thing I do find is that when you start talking about your experience to someone that also witnessed that experience, it looks, sounds very different between the both of you. You can have two siblings growing up in the same house and their recollection of their childhood is remarkably different. I've had someone say to me not too long ago about her sister, did we even grow up in the same household? How did she experience life that way and I experienced it this way? So our environment impacts us in a very different way. And that's because of many things, our own biological makeup, our own emotional and psychological well-being, our personality traits, and obviously the different interactions with our parents, family members, and significant others. So get out there, guys. Take control of what's going on. Be responsible and honor yourself that you've had maybe a shitty experience, that you've also made some shitty decisions, but you're not willing to live a shitty life. This is Dr. Love. I'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E.com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.